Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Football season is here, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, baseball, or even golf. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a historic episode of Believe in Saints alongside the receiver, Terrence Copper. I am the co-host, David Grubb, and the New Orleans Saints are 2-0 for the first time since 2013. It has been a while since the Saints have been in this place, and we're going to talk about the good, we're going to talk about the bad, and we're going to talk about the things that still um, are concerns as this team goes forward. But the best thing, Terrence, you got to start with, we know how important it is in the NFL to get off to a good start and what it means to be 2-0 and and your chances of making the postseason. So right there, then and there, no matter what the critiques are of the Saints, 2-0 and is 2-0. and 2-0 and is 2-0, and and, and you beat a division rival uh, with the Panthers, which we've been struggling to beat those guys, you know, for years. So to come out early in the season – and to take care of business uh, and beat Carolina, you know, is huge. And I love the fashion that we won it with. I mean, it wasn't a perfect game by no means, but we learning how to win games, tough games. We're learning how to win them. Yeah, the Saints had lost their last two in a row at Carolina. Um, and look, the Panthers did not make this easy. This was uh, a, a, a game that went as we saw, went down to the last minute of this game uh, with Carolina not giving up. Let's start with um, the, the offense because that's always going to be the thing that, that draws the most attention. Another week, Saints struggled to score 20 points. Um, there are a lot of factors involved, certainly. Uh, the offensive line being a question. The running back depth that, that the Saints thought they had. Let's start there. We thought going into the season that the running back depth was going to be a strength, even with Alvin Kamara um, missing the first three games of the season. Well, now injuries have taken a toll on your backups, and you're down to Tony Jones Jr. getting big carries in this game in the second half. And I like him. He's one of those bruiser-type running backs that's running downhill. He's putting his shoulder down. And you know what? We just kind of – you just talked about the depth of the running back position – that depth that we had is for these reasons right now. You know, we're, we are kind of slim right now, but guess what? We get Camaro back. We get him back soon. You know, so that depth that we had was for these reasons right here. And the fact that we can move Taysom Hill to running back, I like that one-two punch with Hill and Jones and us being able to turn around and hand it off to Hill. I like that, honestly. You know, so even though we're slim at running back and we don't need no more injuries until Alvin get back, but I like where we're at in the running back position. 
conversation with Tyrone Hughes yesterday. And one of the things Tyrone talked about was the Saints utilizing Taysom Hill as a running back more often. And that's something that you and I had talked about as well in previous shows that, look, tight end was not his spot. He's not a natural route runner. But if you can get the ball in his hands, he can get downhill. He knows how to go over people when he has to. And he's quick enough to get around people if he needs to. And I think the Saints struggled with how to use him in week one. But you saw against the Panthers, they got back. There were a couple times when it was real obvious. But I think they did a much better job of making the draw plays that he did, which was something that they did not utilize in week one. Um, The draws that were extremely effective against a team with a good rush and your offensive line having those problems. I just thought they, they really took advantage of what Taysom does well. Oh yeah, they definitely did. And and moving forward, you know, I think this offense, as the offense continues to grow, and uh, our quarterback continue to get used to the plays and and used to running and listen to Pete giving the calls, I think as this offense begins to grow, it's going to be very hard to stop these guys because I was just looking at the weapons that we had on the field, man, and with Shahid, um, Alave, you know. You got Thomas back. He's making plays. And then you start sprinkling more Taysom Hill. The fact now we need to really sprinkle him in a little bit more because we're we're short at the back. And then when Alvin gets back, it's like, man, it's going to be very tough to stop this team. And I feel like the exact thing that happened could happen. But like when I say the exact thing that happened, I'm talking about how, how offensively we were struggling early and we needed guys to make plays. We have those guys that at any given time can make a big, a big play for you to spark something for your offense. Uh, and that's going to be huge for us going forward. Um, I do want to look at the quarterback spot because, yes, uh, Derek Carr was under some pressure again, um, but there were also some throws that he missed uh, that were, you know, some screaming opportunities uh, that were there, particularly in the red zone, not being able to finish off drives early on. Um, again, it goes kind of back for me the lack of reps with this full offensive unit during the preseason, you know, the commentators say, well, teams are using these first couple of weeks as extra preseason, but you really shouldn't be in that position. And it's a diff- the because of their offensive ineffectiveness at times, that's the reason you've won your two games by a combined four points. And that's something you've got to, they've really got to work on because when you're averaging below 20 points a game, it becomes really hard to win games when you do face those good opponents. Yeah. And and I agree with that wholeheartedly. I just feel like the way our office is set up and as, as we continue to grow offensively, the offense is going to be fine. Even with the throws that Carl was making or the throws that he missed, or even the one interception that he threw, of course, you're not fine with interceptions or anything like that, but I'm okay with Kakar is going to be fine. I'm not worried about the offensive side of the ball. I'm, I'm really not. I just feel like we have to continue to grow as an offense. And like you said, we haven't had a lot of games where this full core has been together. So they're still trying to learn each other. I'm just glad that our defense is what it is because now that defense allows your offense to continue to improve and they're still getting stops. And they're still winning ball, helping us win ball games, uh, regardless of how we're struggling offensively to get everything going. Listen, I rather I rather struggle and be two and zero, 
then go in there and be lighting it up and be 0-2. You know, so as long as we're winning, and of course you got to take care of things you got to take care of, but as long as you're winning, it's a lot easier to take care of those things on a winning note than on a losing note. Lastly, before we move off of the offense, um, I'm still a little surprised in the usage of tight ends in the red zone. We're not seeing targets for Jawan Johnson. We haven't seen Jimmy Graham. You know what I mean? And and we figured if you were going to bring back a 35, 36-year-old Jimmy Graham, these would be the opportunities you bring him back for. And we've not seen him in the red zone. Has that been a bit of a surprise for you? It hasn't. It hasn't been a surprise for me because of because of the big play receivers we have. Uh, and like I said, and, and I love our tight ends. I love them, but I, feel, I think they're going to get more involved in it as the season moves on. Uh, so I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at anything right now. Right now, I just know we're trying to figure things out, but I'm just glad we're actually winning games while we're trying to figure it out. So I'm not concerned at all about uh, the usage of the tight end in the red zone. That's going to come. Okay, let's move to the defensive side of the ball. Um, the defense, first of all, you know, if, if you're watching this video, I'm wearing my Dome Patrol shirt. Um, the Saints broke a record set by the Dome Patrol with their um, 10th consecutive game of holding a team to 20 points and under. Now, I'm going to give this, this defense its credit, but I also I think I feel like I need to give fans a quick history lesson because mm. you know, there's a lot of folks who were not around when the Dome Patrol was. And I just want to give you some perspective on how good that defense was in 1991 when they set that record. They played that, that streak where they went nine straight games of holding teams under 20. They allowed 8.4 points per game in those nine games. 8.4 points per game. And they only lost one game during that streak. They went eight and one. It's hard to lose when you're only giving up eight points. They did that 11 times that season overall. 11 out of 16 games, they held their opponents under 20. And in those 11 games, they went 10 and 1 and allowed 7.2 points per game. They were the number one scoring defense in the NFL that year. They went 11 and 5 on the strength of that defense. The offense averaged 21 points per game. And that team went 11 and five on the strength of that defense. Just unbelievable. Just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Look, I didn't even know those stats until, and look, I was down there. I, I played in New Orleans. I did not know those stats. Of course, everybody know about the Dome Patrol. Everybody know. But when you actually throwing those stats out there, it's unheard of. It's unheard of holding teams to eight points a game, seven points a game. You know, that's tough. Everybody's on scholarship in the NFL. So so to hold a team that, you know, that, that least amount of points, that's huge for a defense. But congrats to our defense this yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, that's and, and, and in this era, that's very difficult to do, to hold that many teams in a row underneath 20 points. Now, the difficulty shows that the offense still needs to come along because the Saints have held opponents under 20 points under Dennis Allen 12 times. In 19 games, there's seven and five in those 12 games. So that shows you the big difference. Saints went 11 and one. I mean, 10 and one in their 11 in 91. This group is seven and five and it's 12. And the offense is the big reason. Now, again, number of reasons, fluctuations at quarterback, 
Um, Dennis Allen's had three different quarterbacks start for him, and all three of them, Jameis Winston as the starter, 17 points per game. Andy Dalton as a starter, 19.9 points per game. Derek Carr, two starts, 18 points a game. So there's just been this struggle, and it's going to take some time, as you said. But the clear thing is they got plenty of weapons, plenty of weapons. But back to plenty of weapons. Back to the defense, though. Another impressive effort from the defensive line in creating pressure, getting to Bryce Young, making him uncomfortable for the first 50 minutes uh, of this game. Definitely. And and one thing I like, I like how the defense, the defensive line and the secondary play complimentary football because the defensive line got after the quarterback and the secondary was covering their butt off. Some of that pressure come because there was no one open. You know, our line, our uh, secondary were really locking these guys up. Uh, and then when you add on top of our secondary, when they don't have to cover as long when your D-line getting to them. You know, so I think collectively they played a great game of football. Uh, even though the quarterback, he's he's a rookie, you know, so you expect certain things that he's not going to know or understand because he don't have the experience like throwing the ball away, not getting taken a sack, just getting rid of it, in which – that's fine because at the end of the day, we can't help who's the quarterback. We just got to go out and do our job. And I think the Saints did a great job of that. Um, as you said, you know, starts with the defensive line, but the linebackers, Demario Davis, he even get, gets into the sacks, you know, gets to the backfield and creates havoc. Pete Werner, again, doing a great job going sideline to sideline and making plays. The linebacking core has been very solid to start with as well. They have. They have this whole entire defense has been very solid. Like I said, the way we're playing right now, defensively, we are playing like we're midseason right now. We're playing like we haven't had time off. Like we really just got right back in the stride. Of course, we got to fix some things. I'm not saying we're perfect, but the way we're playing, the way we're winning these games on the back of our defense, you know, that's going to take us so far going down this stretch. So offense, we got time to come along, but we got time, but we ain't got that much time. We got to start coming along offensively. But defensively, man, they're doing a great job of allowing opportunities for the offense. Second consecutive week with an interception, which, you know, interceptions were rare last year. I think the Saints already have as almost as many quarterback pressures this season as they did all of last season. In two games – they have as many quarterback pressures as they had in 17 a year ago. That, that no matter the opponent, no matter the status of the quarterbacks that they've played, to get that kind of pressure over two games is a dramatic improvement for what we saw last year. And that goes to the front office getting the right guys in. That comes from the coaching staff coaching these guys up. And it comes from the players for buying in during the offseason and during training camp to work on their craft to get better. Because like I said, we struggle getting to the uh, turn, getting turnovers and different things like that. But the fact that we're doing these things now, you know, and our D-line play is getting so much better. You know, it just shows the improvement that this organization has made, not just from the top, but down to the players as well. We got to talk about um, Granderson for a second because he is playing his behind off. And, you know, so much has been expected of him for a long time. And now he's really showing out over these first two weeks um, of the season. He, he He's becoming that player that everyone expected him to be. He definitely is. He definitely is. And you can't say enough about him. You know, he's playing his butt off right now. 
Uh, and like I said, that is what we've been expecting, you know, so, you know, hats off to him as well. He's playing his butt off. Like this entire team is just figuring out the way to win the games. And that is what it's all about. I don't, it don't matter about X and O's. It don't matter about if it was an ugly win or a bad win. Just get the win. And winning take care of everything. We just got to keep winning. Yeah, it, it just it doesn't really matter um, how, how close it is. Like you said, a win is a win in this league. They're hard to come by. And they've got to stack them now. And if you're going to get ugly wins early, so be it. You want to be playing your best football in November. And uh, hopefully that's where the Saints are. It's by November, this line has figured itself out. And the defense is still – it may not be – you know, at, you know, there'll be fluctuations. There'll be a couple of rough games in there. It happens over the course of a season. But if they can maintain this sort of level where they are not allowing teams extended drives, they're keeping teams out of the end zone um, and doing what they're doing that way, and then also generating turnovers, and they've done an effective job against the run again, which was such a big problem last year. They've done so much better at stopping the run um, again it just seems like the, the the additions that they've made on that defensive side of the football, particularly up front, which was the big concern, have paid off so far. It has. And and looking forward, like coming into this season, I felt like the New Orleans Saints were going to run away with this division. Like hands down, who's going to win this division? This division is a little tougher than what I expected coming out this season, coming up. I didn't expect uh, the Falcons to be doing what they're doing. You know, Carolina is always tough. Of course, the Bucks are the Bucks. You know, so we got our we got our work cut out for us. Uh, I really thought this was. Of course, we still had to play the games, but I didn't think this division was going to be as tough as it's kind of shaping up to to be this year. You know, I mean, so you got, we got to continue to play. Mm-hmm. You three two and O teams at the top of the division, and then Carolina's in the unfortunate position of having to having lost two divisional games to start their season, but at the same time, both of those were tough losses, they're going to be better at the end of the season. Uh, they will be more of a challenge. Like you said, the Bucks surprising with Baker Mayfield, the amount of points that they've been able to put up. And Atlanta 2-0 and with a big comeback win in week two. So, yeah, and we, and we know that that Atlanta team defensively is exciting, and they're trying to find themselves offensively, but they've certainly got guys in the backfield who can make plays, and it's a couple of receivers who can make plays. So it's it, – I don't know what to make of the NFL right now because teams that, you know, outside of the Cowboys, every other team over the first two weeks, you could kind of notice what their flaws are. They're everybody, including the Eagles. Include, there's nobody who's looked mm-hmm. great other than the Cowboys over two weeks. Everybody else you're kind of still trying to really understand. And I think we're probably another two weeks away from really understanding what teams' identities are. That's true. And like I said, we're still trying to figure out our identity. Uh, I think that we have – I think we have a great one-two punch when it comes to our passing game, but I love our running backs. I love the power of our running backs because our offense is – I'm not going to say it's finesse offense. Trust me, all the coordinators hate hearing a finesse offense. But the type of offense we run is a – take a shot offense, more of a West Coast style offense. Um, you know, we can kind of do a little bit of everything. We could dink and dunk you and we can take shots on you. 
You know, so I love that, but I love the type of running backs that we have right now. Even with Alvin, without Alvin right now, I love the type of power that we're running with and we're getting downhill, getting tough yardage. Yeah, I think that that's going to be key going forward. Um, I like the fact that they started out with tempo early. Um, I thought that that helped them, even though they didn't finish the drives off with touchdowns. I thought that just getting into play calls fast, getting to the line, giving Carr more time, Enforcing the defense to show itself a little bit earlier helped out. I like the power, bringing the power running back because I think they need that balance. You can't just have quick guys. You they they've always been at their best when they've had some guys who can pound it between the tackles. Taysom and Tony Jones give you that. So I like where they're headed. Um, it's just that, as you said, I think we give if you were giving out letter grades, I'm giving the the defense an A plus. They've done everything that they've been asked to do through two weeks. I'm giving the offense an incomplete because Alvin Kamara is not here. I, I'm still watching this offensive line, Joe. Derek Carr still needs to grow into whatever he's going to be as a Saints signal caller. And as we said, that backfield is in flux. So I'm giving the offense more so. I'm not, let's say, I'm not panicking about what they've done, but I'm not giving them a pass either. They should, they, mm-hmm. there are things that they should be doing better. I think, you know, the penalties little things that they can clean up and turnovers, clean those up. But I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt with an incomplete. And I'm going to go with the defense, like you said, an A+. Plus. I got to piggyback on that because the defense, like you said, has done every single thing that they needed to do to come out with victory. So I'm giving the, the defense an A+. Plus. I'm going to go with the offense. I'm going to give them a C. I'm going to give them a C because they're still, even though they're down guys, uh, they're still making plays. There's, we still have guys that's out there making plays. We're still making big plays when we need them. You know, so I'm not going to give them an A or a B because they're so far away from their potential. But I'm going to go to C right now. They're, they're very average, very average right now. Uh, you know, so we got to continue to improve that as we will, you know, and we'll see what we can do. And give more, again, more credit to Blake Groupie. Goes on the road and knocks down his kicks. He still hasn't missed a kick on the season. So good. shout out to the Rook on doing his job there. Um, you know, we got another big – every game is going to be big for this team early on, but um, we will get into that later this week. We'll, we'll talk about that matchup. But I think as where we sit right now, after two weeks into the season, um, we have to be happy with where the Saints are. Oh, yeah, you're definitely happy. Like I said, and it doesn't matter how bad we're playing or how good we're playing – as long as we got a, a W in that win column, that's all that matters. Trust me, in that locker room, that is all those coaches, those players. Of course, they want they got to correct things. But all that matters is we get the W. Winning cures everything in the NFL. Just win. That's it. Yeah, who that nation is 2-0. So one of the few teams in the league that can hold that banner high. Uh, until the next time, he is Terrence Copper, the receiver. I'm David Grubb, the co-host, and this has been Believe in Saints. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you subscribe, like, rate, uh, and uh, share. And until the next time, who that? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.